You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm currently in a hotel room, so if things sound and of course look a little bit different, I'm doing my best uh, just out of here trying to check on some family and everything. So I appreciate your patience over the rest of this week, but we're still coming at you uh, every all, all all week, Monday through Friday. Not going to miss an episode here. Uh, one of the two, today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. The initial 53-man roster is set for the New Orleans Saints. Of course, there will be more changes on the way. So we're going to talk about first the big news that you need to know, uh, what Sean Payton had to say about Jameis Winston, what the Saints are planning in terms of their practice week moving ahead, and much more there. Then we're going to break down the initial 53-man roster, talk about the players that made the roster to start and what changes may be on the way. we got a lot to get through on today's episode of Locked on Saints. And as always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over on the National Locked on NFL podcast. we got all that. And a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all felt like it was time to get back to the usual intro today, but do still want to take a moment to remind you that there are resources down in the description for how you can contribute and help when it comes to those who are battling the effects of Hurricane Ida. Please take a moment to do that. And if you have any other resources that you'd like to share, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to drop them in the comments. Or if there's anything that you want me to help spread the word about, hit me up on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. All right, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Once again, I'm in a hotel room, so things might look and sound a little bit weird. I thank you for your patience. It's just the time that we're in at the moment. Uh, So I want to start off with the big news around the New Orleans Saints before we get to the 53-man roster, because there were some, believe it or not, bigger pieces of the story going on all around the New Orleans Saints uh, on Tuesday. So let's start off with Sean Payton meeting with the media. And while he was meeting with media, he had a couple of different things to say. First of all, he announced publicly that Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Remember when we talked about this last week when the news broke, we were saying, hey, not anything official yet from the organization. But now we do have an official notification from the organization that Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints in 2021, and also that Taysom Hill will continue to play his many roles in the offense, though Sean Payton did say that that did not factor into the decision of Jameis Winston winning the job. He credited Jameis Winston for the job that he did in competing and said that they are very excited to continue to move forward. I, too, am very excited for them to continue to move forward with Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback, because if nothing else, one way or another, it's going to be a very entertaining season. Uh, Next, I want to talk a little bit about the Saints expecting uh, to continue their practices away from home. There were some reports saying that they were going to be away from New Orleans for the next month or so. The next place that they stop after today is actually going to be TCU, Texas Christian University, the Horned Frogs. They have reached a deal with the New Orleans Saints to make their uh, venue, their facilities available to the Saints. So that was really great. Another spot was uh, SMU, which of course at one point, the Saints had more SMU players on their team than any other college last season, or at least SMU was up near the top there. But this is really, really good news, and it just shows that the Saints have a plan moving forward, which is better than having to scramble and try to figure something out last minute. 
Today and Wednesday will be their last day at AT&T Stadium, and then they'll head over to TCU. Still no confirmation yet, I guess I'll say, on where the game will or won't be played, but it does not look like the first game, September 12th, is going to be played uh, between the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers is going to be played at the Caesars Superdome, so we'll have to wait a little bit longer before we actually get that home opener back in the Dome uh, with fans. So again, up to a month away, potentially, that the Saints are away from uh, the city of New Orleans. But some good news is, you know, some electricity has been restored around, and the New Orleans Saints criteria of making sure that they can go back to the training facility is not just that there's power at the facility or power at the stadium, but there's power back in the city so that the players don't have to go back home to areas without power, basically. So makes a lot of sense. Uh, so that's where they are right now in their 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 sort of nomadic uh, experience as they travel uh, through Texas uh, to continue to practice and get ready for week one. Next thing I want to talk about is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas officially moved to the physically unable to perform list. He'll start the season there, meaning that he'll be unavailable for the first six weeks of the season. Now, I'm very specific about how I say that six weeks as opposed to six games. Uh, for instance, David Onyemata is suspended for the first six games of the season, so he'll be unavailable until week eight because there's a bye week, week six. But for Michael Thomas, he would be unavailable through week six, the week six bye week, meaning that the earliest that he could return would be the week seven road game against the Seattle Seahawks. However, the Saints do have 21 days, three weeks after that six week period is up to make the decision to bring Michael Thomas back to the active roster. Until then, he can remain not counting against the roster, but can participate in practice so that the Saints can get a better idea of whether or not he is fully up to speed and ready to go that quickly. Otherwise, they could potentially hold on to him, not use him that week, and then go ahead and get him activated for weeks eight or nine moving forward. But basically, what we expected with Michael Thomas is exactly as it is. There was some language that begin that was beginning to trend toward the idea of him potentially going to injured reserve, which could mean a minimum of only three games out. But he does stay on the physically unable to perform list to open up the season. Therefore, six games that he'll miss at the or excuse me, six weeks that he'll miss at the beginning of the season. Uh, big conversation that was going on with the Saints in the 53-man roster was the decision between linebackers Chase Hansen and Andrew Dowell. And the Saints said, I'll take both of them. So the Saints have actually kept seven linebackers on their roster. Now, this could be indicative of Quan Alexander not necessarily being ready or the Saints not being fully ready to play Quan Alexander week one. So they kept the additional Will linebacker that can contribute there as a backup in Andrew Dowell. But we'll see exactly how this all plays out. If that is the case, it'll be interesting to see what decision the Saints make at the position if Quan or once Quan Alexander is ready and once they're comfortable putting him out on the field. So something to watch out for with some potential continued changes at that position. And an interesting note before we get to the 53-man roster. Uh, no undrafted free agent rookies making the roster this year. It's the first time that I can remember this happening in quite a while for the Saints. Usually there's some UDFA rookie defensive lineman or somebody that makes the roster, but not here in 2021. Bryce Thompson looked like he could have been the guy, but unfortunately he was waived injured during the 80-man cutdowns. And so with that being the case, the Saints had no um, undrafted free agent rookies to keep around on the roster. So just an interesting note. But Still some players of note making the roster that were former undrafted free agent rookies. We'll talk about those players and go through each position quickly to get you caught up on the initial 53-man roster as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, today's episode is brought to you in part by our good friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest place to place all of your bets 
when it comes to all of that sporting action that you want to get in on. So whether it's win totals, whether it's individual games, player props for end of the year awards, whatever it is that you're looking for, BetOnline has you covered. They've also got a half million dollar mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 survivor pool, and a big kickoff competition as well that's set up for the week, excuse me, the September 9th game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go ahead and put a bet down on that one. And even if you lose, you can get that wager back up to $25 by using the promo code NFL100. And if you go and sign up today on your computer or mobile device, you'll get a 100% welcome bonus on top of your very first deposit as well. So go and check them out over at betonline.ag. They've got you covered for the NFL, MLB, the NHL as it rolls back around, the NBA as it rolls back around as well, and of course, your favorite Vegas casino games on the site now as well. So go check them out, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. First of all, for today, we're going to run through the 53-man roster. Uh, No visual graphics for this one, but we're just going to run through these pretty quickly. Not a lot of surprises here, but we're going to talk about what some of those surprises are. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about some upcoming moves that you can expect. So we'll spend more time on some positions than we'll spend on others, such as, for instance, to open us up here, the quarterback position. Don't have to spend a lot of time on this one. Uh, the Saints keeping three quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, uh, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book. Although there were some reports that Trevor Simeon could potentially find his way back to the New Orleans Saints, but it sounds like the Atlanta Falcons could potentially be interested in him as well as they look for a veteran backup quarterback to back up Matt Ryan. Seems like they're not very comfortable with just having Felipe Franks. Right now they're carrying three quarterbacks, which seems unusual for Atlanta, carrying three quarterbacks, not at all unusual for the New Orleans Saints, especially with Taysom Hill playing multiple roles on offense. So we'll see exactly how that that position continues to shake out. But let's jump over to running back because this is one of the top position groups that everyone was very interested in. What was going to happen with Latavius Murray and would Tony Jones Jr. make the roster? So behind Alvin Kamara on the running back depth chart here falls uh, both Latavius Murray and Tony Jones Jr., as well as Dwayne Washington. So this is now the New Orleans Saints' second year in a row, keeping four running backs, but no fullback at this time. We're going to talk more about the fullback position, Alex Arma, and what's upcoming there in the next segment. But Tony Jones Jr., the former undrafted free agent rookie, second-year guy, is on the roster, had a fantastic preseason, opened it up with a seven-carry, 82-yard, one-touchdown rushing performance, also had several catches out of the backfield, showed off as a pass blocker as well, and also showed that he can contribute on special teams. So he ends up making the roster after a full year on the practice squad, though he did get an opportunity to get some run in during the Week 17 matchup last year against the Carolina Panthers. But this is great news. Tony Jones Jr. does make the roster, and Latavius Murray currently still on the roster. Now, could he still be moved on from? Yes, absolutely. But As we've said here on Locked on Saints before, it seems more likely that Latavius Murray is going to be your running back two going into 2021. Now let's look at the wide receivers. Marquez Calloway, Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, Ty Montgomery, and Lil Jordan Humphrey. This one seemed pretty simple. It was basically exactly as we predicted. The only difference was Aesop Winston not making the roster. And I thought that he might, based upon his uh, ability to return and be a factor in the return game in case the Saints do lose Deontay Harris at any point 
this season, but there have been some rumblings that maybe he comes back to the practice squad. So something to watch there. Deontay Harris presently not suspended, and the NFL did publish their list of suspensions. Deontay Harris and Marshawn Lattimore are not currently listed there, but could still be suspended later on in the season. But again, as we've discussed before, the legal process has to wrap up first. The New Orleans Saints right now are keeping four tight ends on the roster. We're going to talk more about this position up next. So let's just run through the names here. Adam Troutman, Jawan Johnson, Nick Vanette, and Garrett Griffin. Jawan Johnson making the roster at his first year in his transition to tight end. Very good news for him. We'll talk more about changes upcoming on this position here in just a moment. On the offensive line, this one folded out exactly as we unfolded, unfolded exactly the way that we had expected. Your starting five, Teron Armstead, Andrews Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, and then of course, Ryan Ramchek, all untouched. No surprises there. But the backups, James Hurst, Will Clapp, Calvin Throckmorton, and Landon Young were exactly as we had predicted. It just makes sense, this group. You have Calvin Throckmorton, who has played every position on an offensive line during his time in Oregon, except for center. Will Clapp, who gives you a backup at center as well as on the interior. And then both James Hurst and Landon Young, who can play over on either of the bookend sides. And James Hurst is a better six-man offensive lineman for you than Nick Easton was last season. So I think that's a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. Now jumping over to the defensive side here on the defensive line, the Saints keeping Cameron Jordan, Malcolm Roach, Christian Ringo, and Marcus Davenport, your supposed starters there. And then going with Peyton Turner, Carl Granderson, Shy Tuttle, and Tono Passanio. The only difference here between who landed on the initial roster and who we projected was that we also had Albert Huggins in there to give them an additional backup within the interior. Right now, the Saints only have three true interior linemen, but Tano Passanio could potentially be the saving grace there. As we've said uh, you know, a couple of times, he can play both on the interior as well as on the edge and certainly played very well on the interior during his time with Kansas City. So uh, that one shakes out almost exactly as we expected, uh, much like the linebacker position, almost exactly as we expected. Demario Davis, Quan Alexander, Zach Bond, Pete Werner, and Caden Ellis. But then the big conversation between, is it going to be Chase Hansen or is it going to be Andrew McDowell? And the New Orleans Saints said, I'll take both of them. So both of them are currently on the roster for the New Orleans Saints. Again, as we discussed in the first segment, could be indicative of when Quan Alexander hits the field. Could not be. Maybe it's just that that's that how much talent the Saints feel that they have at that position and wanted to keep every bit that they could get. All right, almost done here. Looking at the secondary as a whole unit here, Marshawn Lattimore, Ken Crawley, Paulson, Adebo, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, PJ Williams, and Jeff Heath. Now, I almost put Jeff Heath on the safety projections in our Monday episode, but I didn't do it. But it does make sense, right? The Saints keep D- kept DJ Swearinger last year as their sort of dime safety, uh, sort of veteran safety player. So they've basically effectively just replaced him with Jeff Heath. Although the Saints right now only have three true boundary corners on the roster in Marshall Lattimore, Ken Crawley, and Paulson Adebo. Should a Marshawn Lattimore suspension happen? Obviously, that's something that would have to be addressed. But even still, I would imagine you would still want to address the depth at this position. They don't need to really find another starter if they feel comfortable with Ken Crawley. But if they want to have a fourth potential boundary corner, that's not somebody that would be playing out of position like a C.J. Gardner-Johnson or a P.J. Williams who do have the versatility to do it. But if you want to find a fourth true boundary corner, that would be something that would make a lot of sense for the New Orleans Saints moving forward. But otherwise, this makes sense. Also, keep in mind that Jeff Heath probably makes the roster in case P.J. Williams has to move to corner in any capacity because of an injury or unavailability of any sort. Then all of a sudden you have Jeff Heath who can back you up and be somebody that can be played at safety. And finally, special teams, which we'll talk more about here in just a moment. But 
you have two kickers making the roster. Will Lutz, at Aldrick Rosas, excuse me, Blake Gillikin, and Zach Wood. Basically exactly as we expected it, but one change on the way when it comes to this position. We'll talk about that change as well as several more changes that could potentially be on the way for this roster as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. All right, y'all, stop me again if this sounds familiar. Let's say you've got one device where you're streaming the game live, another device where you're getting all of your favorite TV shows, then you're watching all the highlights on your phone, and then you've got your nephews, school teachers, brothers, uncles, custodians, email address so that you can get into uh, the good stuff, right? When it comes to an additional login. Let me tell you how to get rid of all of that and get your TV together. It's with our good friends, Direct TV and Direct TV Stream in particular. This is great. Basically, it's going to take everything that you need in terms of live TV, on demand, whatever it is that you're looking for, and puts it together like never before so that you don't have to battle around with when is somebody else logged in and all this other stuff? Get rid of all that and go ahead and get all of the sports movies and TV shows all in one place that you're looking for. That means no more juggling remotes, no more trying to figure out schedules, and no need to buy another device ever. And best of all, there's no annual contract at all. So get rid of all the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that's directtv.com. Uh, compatible device is required and content varies by package. And don't forget to check out our friends over at built.com as well to check out the variety of products that they have to offer that are good tasting and good for you, including Built Bar, of course. And if you're somebody, by the way, that is uh, gluten-free or that is vegan, uh, dairy-free, they also have uh, uh, these protein balls that you can buy now as well that are peanut butter filled and things like that. So go and check out the website. Lots of cool stuff going on over at built.com. But I want to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's out on the market. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar because they have nine staple flavors that are incredible. Coconut, coconut almond, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie. Uh, another favorite is cookies and cream. And while all of those are covered in 100% chocolate, that sounds like it packs nothing but sugar. It's just simply not true when it comes to Built Bar. Four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs, 17, 18 grams of protein, and only 130 to 180 calories per bar. So this is pretty remarkable stuff. So go and check them out, builtbar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. So you can get 15% off of your next order, whether it's your first order or your next order. It doesn't matter. LOCKED15 is going to get you 15% off over at built.com. Get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode, taking a look at the upcoming changes to expect on the New Orleans Saints roster. So let's start with the wide receiver position. I'm curious if the New Orleans Saints are going to choose to add a speed threat, you know, a speedy receiver uh, at the wide receiver position at any point with all of these players now being available on waivers, and especially knowing that Jameis Winston is your quarterback and what he can bring you with a speedy deep threat. We've talked about a couple of names already. Seth Williams, who's kind of kind of that, but more so just like a bigger body. But then you look at a guy like Brashad Perryman, who had great chemistry with Jameis Winston back in 2019. And another player to keep an eye out on is Tyron Johnson. He was recently released by the Los Angeles Chargers, and it was a big surprise. This guy came in in 2019, only had uh, 26 targets during that season, during 2020 season. But caught 20 of those and averaged 19.9 yards per catch. So he was a big time deep threat for him, scored three touchdowns, 
And I was surprised to see him released or waived rather by the Chargers. And so were Chargers fans. I mean, you can find, you type in Tyron Johnson's name on Google, you're going to find a piece about how it's impossible to justify Tyron Johnson not making the 53-man roster by a by a Chargers blog. Like They're very serious about this guy, and it's completely understandable because he was an added layer for that team. And I think he could be for the New Orleans Saints as well. Uh, just to give you a couple of measurables on him, he's also six foot one, 191 pounds. So in in addition to that 436-439 speed that he ran at his OSU Pro Day, he's also got the size prototype as well. So a name to keep an eye out on, but very curious to see if the Saints will add a uh, speed receiver, though, as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, not going to hold my breath about it. Uh, at the tight end position, the Saints right now keeping four tight ends. Again, Adam Troutman, Jawan Johnson, Nick Vanette, and Garrett Griffin. Now, here's where we got to get back around to fullback as well, because there are a couple of different shifts that could happen here. Adam Troutman did avoid major injury, according to reports and his MRI as well, but doesn't mean that he won't miss time, right? So if he's going to miss three games or more, or that's the expectation, they could potentially move him to injured reserve, which would then open up the spot to bring back Alex Arma, as the Saints are currently not carrying a traditional fullback on the roster. So that would be one way for Alex Arma to find his way back to the roster through the tight end position. The other would be Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette was injured in the same game as uh, Adam Troutman. If Nick Vanette is going to be out, the expectation was two to four weeks from that time. So he should be out potentially through week one. But if there's an expectation that he'll miss more than that, then he could potentially be a candidate to move to injured reserve, either in addition to Adam Troutman or in place of Adam Troutman. Now, if for any reason Alex Armour doesn't make it back to the roster, then expect Garrett Griffin to potentially be active on game days and taking some of those uh, fullback slash H-back hybrid snaps. And then, of course, you could potentially see uh, uh, Taysom Hill do that as well. All right, let's jump over to some of the big questions over on the defensive side. We'll start with the linebacker position. Again, does carrying seven linebackers indicate that the Saints are not prepared to put Quan Alexander out on the field week one? Obviously, we'll find out week one, maybe sooner if we get the opportunity to ask the question about it. But it is an interesting choice, right? Look, I thought that Chase Hansen was going to be the one to make the roster between Chase Hansen and Andrew Dowell, just based simply on the fact that Chase Hansen, Chase Hansen, excuse me, is more of a Mike linebacker, middle linebacker, and the Saints didn't have any depth there. But I really wanted Andrew Dowell to make the roster. So I was glad that it worked out this way. But now it's just going to be interesting to see what it is that constitutes one of them being released or someone being released if the Saints have to cut down from seven to six. So if this is in preparation for Quan Alexander not being available or potentially not being available to open up the season, then you could potentially see a move made at this position once they do have further clarity when it comes to Quan Alexander. It could also just simply be, again, that they just want to maintain this talent. Luckily, the linebacker position has gone from a position that we looked at and thought this position got devastated for the New Orleans Saints, and they haven't found any way to really find a complimentary piece to Demario Davis. And now all of a sudden, they found six of them to line up behind Demario Davis. So not a bad situation for the New Orleans Saints at all. Over on the defensive side to continue on, just want to talk a little bit more about the boundary corner situation for the New Orleans Saints. Again, only three boundary corners, traditional boundary corners on the roster right now. Marshawn Lattimore, Ken Crawley, Paulson, and Debo. Ken Crawley expected to be back though for week one. However, he was not back at practice yet as of Tuesday. This could be a spot where the Saints go ahead and make some kind of a move and bring in not necessarily a starter, but could potentially just add to the depth at the boundary corner position, which could potentially push Jeff Heath out of this position group, something like that. So that will be something to watch. Do the Saints address 
and try to find another traditional boundary corner to go along with the hybrid players that they have that can play you know several roles instead of having to worry about those roles end up being pigeonholed. I was a little bit surprised to not see Grant Haley make the roster, but it also makes sense, although he could be one of those players that ends up finding his way back to the roster at some point over the next few weeks. And to wrap us up, I want to talk a little bit about special teams here. The Saints may have only kept three boundary corners, but they kept two kickers uh, in the meanwhile. But it makes perfect sense because there is the expectation that potentially Will Lutz could be the player to move to injured reserve. Now, there's a chance here that neither Will Lutz nor uh, Aldrick Rosas are actually the starting kicker for the New Orleans Saints to open up week one. Will Lutz just doesn't seem that that's going to be the case anyway. He could potentially be moving into reserve, as we mentioned, and Aldrick Rosas could potentially be supplanted by a free agent kicker that has been released over the course of these cuts. The apple of every Saints fan's eye, Jake Verity of the Baltimore Ravens, has been waived. He sits there on waivers. New Orleans Saints pretty down, pretty far down on the waiver list as a playoff team last year and will remain that way through week three of the season. But they could potentially be the team to walk away with uh, with uh, Jake Verity or any other kickers that they saw. Cincinnati had a pair. Uh, you also saw a couple that were released all around the NFL. So the Saints could potentially end up take one, taking one of those guys. And then it could be neither Will Lutz nor Aldrich Rosas that's actually on the roster to kick it off for week one. All right, y'all, that is your initial 53-man roster for the New Orleans Saints. We'll continue to keep you up to date through all of the changes that can start happening as early as today and continue on through the rest of the week. Remember, some players are on waivers, meaning that there's a waiver period for teams to go ahead and put in their positioning. However, there are players such as Alex Arma, for instance, who have spent more than four years in the NFL already, are vested veterans, and can sign negotiate wherever they like. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm pretty confident that Alex Arma will end up back in the black and gold because he can't be taken away by another team who's higher on waivers. So we'll continue to keep you up to date as the roster continues to be in flux. Remember, it's going to be very different by the time we get to week one, and then it'll be different again ahead of week two before things start to really settle in. Coming up tomorrow, we've got Jim Trotter of NFL.com and NFL Network. He's coming to tell us a little bit about how he feels about Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints in 2021. And then we'll wrap up the week on Friday with a quick look at all of the changes that have happened across the roster and get you up to date on what the roster looks like at that point. Appreciate you as always, y'all, for being here. Once again, y'all stay safe. Let me know if you need anything at all. Share resources with one another and check out the resources in the description so that you can be helpful for those who have been impacted by Hurricane Ida. I appreciate y'all very much. Much love to you. And as always, for everything in between these episodes, you can always reach out on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.